0: Good morning, Steeler Nation. You are listening to 15 Minutes with Matt. Hey, Steeler Nation. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody is having a great start to their week so far. I'm Mackenzie Miller from SteelerNation.com. So the Pittsburgh Steelers were off yesterday after putting in a lot of work last week. I think it's great right now. We're kind of... In the middle of things, in a sense, but we also have our first preseason game this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is now led by Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a good chance to see the Pittsburgh Steelers out in the field, kind of, in a sense, getting their feet wet again on the field. Everything they're doing right now is getting them ready for week one versus the 49ers so right now we just have to pay attention to what we're gonna see and how the Steelers are looking to use all of our guys that we picked up this season that we have had last season so with the release of the depth chart we can kind of take a look to see where the Steelers' heads are at in regards to who will be starting Week 1. But again, we're, we're still a month away from our first game, so a lot is going to happen within this month, whether it's injuries, other guys stepping up to the plate that you may not have expected to. There's just a lot to look into right now. So, with the depth chart being released, what did we learn? Well, we've learned that our rookies the guys that we drafted this year, well, they've been showing that they are here to work and that we are glad that we drafted them for a reason. The rookies, however, have not been able to make the starting lineup in Coach Mike Tomlin's mind. But this isn't necessarily that surprising, right? Because if we look at our veterans, we have a good stack of veterans that maybe we're not expecting to have a rookie come in right away and get thrown in there. So in a sense, it is nice to see, but it is also something to keep an eye out for in case one of these guys does happen to move up. All right, so Broderick Jones. Right now, he is listed as the second team's left tackle, which is no surprise because Dan Warren Jr. still holds that spot roderick jones has had a you know it's it's not good in my mind to say he's had a bad camp because he's a rookie you guys what what can you expect more from a rookie that shows up does what he's asked to do and is still putting in the work learning every day so A lot of people during the draft, I know, are super, super excited because we're like, oh, yes, let's get him. We can play him right away. But y'all, if a guy's not prepared to play right away, then I think that we're going to do everything in our best interest to make sure that he is prepared, whether that is week one, two, three, or four. However, I don't see him being a solid starter for week one I just believe that this is something that Broderick Jones is going to have to grow into eventually and we know that he's going to be a game changer for us for our O-line so I don't want to feel any pessimism towards Broderick Jones because I think we were asking for a lot from him even when he was drafted we knew what he was going to bring to the table and I think it's just going to take a little bit more time before we see him In that first string position. Okay, so now Joey Porter Jr. I don't think we are finding this as a surprise. He is listed second behind Patrick Peterson on the depth chart. I think this is solid. This is good. This is what we are expecting because we've seen over the past week Joey Porter Jr. get a lot of reps against our offense, including George Pickens. Joey Porter Jr. got a taste of George Pickens. And I think that if Joey Porter Jr. can handle George Pickens, then Joey Porter Jr. is going to be just fine when it comes to going up against other receivers around the NFL. So our next draft pick, Keanu Benton. He is sitting third on the depth chart at nose tackle behind, obviously, Montrevious Adams and recently signed free agent Brendan Vico again this not a surprise at all but what did uh kind of stand out to me in a sense is that our third round pick Darnell Washington he is now listed fourth on the tight end depth chart and he is behind Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, and Connor Hayward even though Connor Hayward is listed as our only team's fullback. He is also listed as a tight end. Now, I wouldn't look too much into this because we all know Darnell Washington is a dog. He had a viral video that took place from camp when he was just moving down the field and and people were saying that They have never seen a tight end move the way that Darnell Washington is moving. So nothing to be concerned here, you guys. I think this depth chart is just something to show everybody where the coaches are thinking everyone will be week one right now, but that doesn't mean that guys aren't able to move up and move down. So nothing to be concerned here about. I'm loving everything that we have right now. We are adding depth More depth than we've seen on our team in a while. So all this is, is good news to my ears. Because, you guys, if you don't remember, the Steelers have a few injuries already. And sadly, these injuries are surrounding kind of the same position. We see DeMonte Casey and Keanu Neal already on the injury report going into Sunday's practice. Right? So those two guys right there, mm, not too great. I mean, yeah, we still got Minka back, so Minka's going to be fine. However, in regards to the rest of our depth and that safety position, we had Trey Norwood go in there and get some reps. Um, No, yeah, he went down as well. So unfortunately, we had a trainer stretch him off, and that is another man down. So it's good to have Minka Fitzpatrick there right now. However, depth, 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 our depth just went down at our safety position. We all know that Corey Trice went down ending his season, which literally breaks my heart. It really freaking sucks because we are not going to get to see Corey Trice and Joey Porter Jr. as they were named the avatars, right? We're not going to see the avatars on the field this season. So unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till Corey Trice can come back and have that come back to see what these two young guys can do next season. But you guys, another rookie that was injured was Nick Herbig. He is showing up at second on the depth chart. Right behind left outside linebacker Alex Highsmith. So it's good to see Nick Herbig. We know that he is going to be an asset for us. Him being second on the depth chart looks absolutely as expected. He is actually battling a hip flexor injury and this hip flexor injury is something that has a gray area because you don't know if it is fully healed, if it isn't handled properly, things can still linger. So right now, this is just something to be monitoring. And it sucks to see this because not only is Nick dealing with a little injury, but his big brother Nate has also been struggling with an injury as well. So hopefully that these two can heal together and we can have them back fully for when the season does start in a month. So if we're looking now at our inside linebacker group, Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts, both free agents that we signed in this offseason, are now new starters, and they will be backed behind Quan Alexander and Mark Robinson. And Mark Robinson, you guys, remember, he is the only guy returning that we saw last year at this position. So this group of inside linebackers are a are going to be something that we I don't think we've seen in this position in a while so this is also another position to kind of get excited about and of course our wide receivers we have George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and Allen Robinson leading that wide receiver room and then we have Hakeem Butler being a backup to that outside receiver position that Pickens is listed first under. We have second-year Calvin Austin the third, who's actually playing in his first year. He is listed as the backup to Allen Robinson, but is also listed as our first-team kick-and-punt returner. He sits right ahead of veteran Gunnar Olesky. So, this is really cool. Good for Calvin Austin. He made it to the first team as our kick punt returner. And you guys, I have no doubt in my mind that Calvin Austin is going to do some pretty cool things for us because he's already showing at camp. He spoke to the media actually just to talk about his speed and why he feels he's going to have a breakout season. After practice on Sunday, Austin joined journalist Mike Presuda and former pittsburgh lineman craig wolfley to talk about how things have been so far in practice and calvin austin was saying quote my speed release is definitely my go-to it's what the defenses fear so calvin austin is just showing off now he's just showing us what we're going to see from him this season and honestly, you guys, looking at it all, our offense is is coming complete in my mind. From Calvin Austin's speed to the physique of Darnell Washington, and then you just add in there George Pickens. No wonder that we've seen a lot of big explosive plays from these guys so far, because I think it's really just a taste of what we're going to get this season from them. We've seen each of them have standout videos, standout plays, and it is very optimistic. Calvin Austin says himself, it is a good cadence of what's going to be coming here in the future. And I'm just going to leave you guys at that. Sit with that. Digest it. How do you feel about the offense moving forward? Okay, Steeler Nation, I want to know how you guys feel about this, though. So, did you see that Burfecht is coming after Joey Porter Jr.? Bengals, Von Taze Perfect is speaking out again, and man, it is not good. It's really funny, every time I hear something bad about this guy, it just kind of reminds me of Antonio Brown. And I can't help but think, is he the Antonio Brown of the Bengals? Well, obviously, I'm going to mesh those two together, but in retrospect, in regards to Perfect speaking out into the media, or just talking in general, it reminds me of words that come out of Antonio Brown's mouth. Man, what does that say? Do you think when Perfect hit Brown, Perfect rubbed off on Brown, and that's why Brown is now the who he is? Do you think, like perfect is haunted and he's just sending his like negativity his negative spirit onto other humans okay i'm totally kidding but at the same time i have a point those two are crazy and now they're coming after joey porter jr and joey porter senior uh-uh-uh i am not having it do not come after those guys those guys are stand-up men more than perfect will ever be, and the fact that they are coming after these guys really gets me going. The fact that Joey Porter Jr. was asked, okay, he was asked a question in an NFL Network interview, right? He asked the first thought of growing up as a Steelers fan. His response was, quote, I got to go Vance perfect that rivalry then that time was crazy the Steelers did not like that guy at all End quote. So Joey Porter Jr wasn't even saying that he didn't like the guy he was just saying that the Steelers didn't like the guy and now perfect is taking this so personally he's so butt hurt he's saying I'm happy you your daddy's got stories about me and he kind of went off and saying not so nice things about joey porter senior the nfl is apparently rigged in his mind doesn't make sense at all But alrighty, perfect. You go have a great rest of your life out of the NFL. We're going to keep on doing Steelers things because our Pittsburgh Steelers are not ones to be messed with. And we are going to show you guys that this season. So I will leave you all at that. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hopefully we can just see more fun things out of La Trobe today. Alright, guys, you can catch me and the over 400,000 Steelers fans nationwide by following us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Steeler Nation. Bye, y'all.